Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E. ESA.com slash iHeart. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What you hear in this podcast does not implicate any individual or entity in any criminal activity. The views and opinions are solely those of the individuals participating in the podcast. Previously on The Missionary. I founded Serving His Children. How old were you? I was 19. 19? Obviously, the Lord really had a special plan for you. You were either pro-Renee and going to stand up for her and, you know, have her back or you were very much against what she was doing and just kind of outraged by it all. 105 children died at an unlicensed treatment center for malnourished kids in Uganda. I used to take the dead bodies to dead villages. Renee is being sued in Ugandan court. Every time a kid dies, you're writing a blog post, you're getting all this attention, you might become addicted. What leads Renee to go down this path? She thinks that's what God wants her to do. Just two days before, I had heard a horror story. After driving all morning, I approached a small, half-collapsing hut. The home was littered with trash, animal waste. My mind was reeling. As I walked closer and closer, a dread came over me. 
but also a strong desire to run as fast as I could, to comfort those hurting, to fix the problem at hand. I remained calm. I prayed. As my eyes adjusted to the dark, I saw a little skeleton of a child sitting on the dirt floor. Her name was Nabokoza, and she wasn't a child. She was a woman in her 20s. And the woman telling this story is Renee Bach. She wrote about her encounter with Nabokoza in vivid detail in her blog. We had an actor read the posts, and we edited them for clarity, but this is what Renee wrote back in August of 2010. When she saw movement, she slowly lifted her eyes. And when I saw a fear, death-like look in her eyes, I screamed inwardly. My heart stopped. No one was caring for her. No one was feeding her. No one was even looking at her. And that is how Nabokoza has lived every day for the past 23 years. Until now. Renee wasn't the only one in Nabokoza's hut that day. Her friend Ashley Laverty was there too. She smelled very foul and was just... It was horrible. It was really, really horrible. As Renee and Ashley walked closer, they heard a slow, continuous tapping. Nabokoza was holding an empty mug and using the little energy she had to tap it on the ground. I feel like she was tapping that cup to signal that she wanted something to eat or drink. I had a flask, like a travel mug of tea in the car. It was just black tea with maybe a little bit of honey or sugar in it. And I ran and got it and she just started like downing it, like just gulping it down. Renee and Ashley wanted to get her out of that hut immediately. She was a full-grown adult woman, but I was able to like just scoop her up in my two arms. According to her medical documents, Nabokoza weighed only 37 pounds. But the needy will not be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. Psalm 917. Outside, they cleaned her, wrapped her in a cloth, and held her tight as if she were a baby. I wanted her to know that she was loved, not only by me, but by a great, big, huge God, and that he had not forgotten about her. I wanted her to know that he was coming to her rescue. But Nabokoza wasn't rescued. Within a few days, Nabokoza would be dead. In the next few years, there would be 105 deaths, according to serving his children's own records. But Nabokoza was the first to die under their roof. In association with iHeartMedia, I'm Halima Gikandi. I'm Rajiv Gola. I'm Malcolm Burnley. This is The Missionary, Episode 2. 37 pounds. Renee and Ashley brought Nabokoza back to serving his children to try and nurse her back to health. As always, Renee was hopeful, determined. Renee just started feeding her rice and beans, 
water. She would eat as much as she could and drink as much as she could. And she started to perk up and, like, gain more energy. Ashley went home for the night and left Renee with Nabokoza and a new volunteer named Shanna, who declined an interview. But according to Renee's blog, it wasn't long before things got worse. I felt sure that Nabokoza was going to be with Jesus, that at any moment she would leave this earth, headed to heaven, where a heavenly host would welcome her with open arms. Renee wasn't going to let that happen without a fight. She bundled Nabokoza in a blanket, loaded her into a van, and took her to the hospital. But they were turned away. We were driving frantically through the city of Kampala in the middle of the night, searching for anyone who would give her a second glance. I was terrified, hysterical, sad, angry. They tried three more hospitals, but were turned away again and again. In one of our last attempts, I ran into a hospital barefoot, carrying Nabokoza in my arms like a small infant. No one even looked up. And after sitting on a cold floor for over an hour, the doctor told me to leave her existing IV in and take her home. Take her home? They were out of options, so that's what they did. They got back to serving his children in the middle of the night and laid Nabokoza in bed with hot water bottles. Renee slept by her side to keep her warm. And then a small miracle happened. Today, Nabokoza is awake. She can sit up. She's eating small amounts of food and keeping it down. And she can move a little bit and make noises in response. Today, Nabokoza is very much alive. Renee and I started off as friends, and we had similar passions or interests in that, like, I had worked with children suffering from malnutrition. Ashley and Renee were part of the same missionary community in Jinja. Ashley says she even volunteered at serving his children. But she saw herself as radically different from the other missionaries. She wasn't raised in an evangelical family, and she was well-traveled. Her father was an American diplomat. From the time I was a little girl, like, I always had dreamt of coming to Africa. And I don't know if it's because, like, I had been to all these other, you know, countries and continents. Um, this is going to sound really silly, but as a child, I really think it's because I, I was such an animal lover. And, like, idolized women like Jane Goodall and Diane Fossey. And, like, it was the wildlife that initially attracted me. And, like, the nature aspect. In college, Ashley studied health sciences and worked with disabled children before moving to Uganda. But it made her nervous to see what little experience her peers had. She was surrounded by young women who felt called to do service, but had never actually studied or worked in these fields, and felt like they could just figure it out as they went along. And yeah, a lot of young girls, you know, late teens, early 20s, generally not educated beyond secondary school or high school, never having any work experience, like none, but would 
then graduate and come over here to set up their own organization. I'm gonna come and do my own thing so I can be my own boss and run my own show. That was very, very, very much a trend. I'll be honest though, one thing that I found a bit ironic about this story is how many of these relatively young white American missionaries were ready to criticize each other, but think of themselves as the one white person doing it right in Africa. I mean, how did these young women without any medical training end up taking care of an incredibly sick woman in the first place? Back then, in missionary communities like Jinja, experience was often overlooked. What mattered most was your compassion, your piety, and your commitment. In 2010, serving his children was feeding hundreds of children every week, sometimes as many as a thousand. It was also around this time that Renee started doing more than feeding kids. She began taking them in. Children who were sick with tuberculosis or malaria, malnutrition. Renee's team would bring them back and forth to the hospital for treatment while letting the kids and their families stay at the center for free. Here's how Katie Davis, one of Renee's old friends, described her in a blog back in 2010. We had a voice actor read this too. Renee lives with purpose. She is intentional about loving people with the love of Christ. She stops for one person and loves that person as if they were Christ himself in her living room. She spends her days nurturing children who we all swear will surely die, back to health, preparing awful-smelling high-calorie milk, and mopping vomit off the floor and herself. And she doesn't complain, because she knows she is doing it for Jesus. My childhood hero was Mother Teresa. My today hero is Renee. A modern Mother Teresa. That was her reputation back then. Even people who had never met Renee were inspired by her and wanted to help her play a tiny role in her mission. In that same blog post, Katie asks people to help Renee buy a new car for work, a car that could be used to rescue more people like Nabakosa. Renee needs a car, and a good one. The kind we're looking for costs between ten dollars and $12,000 that serving his children currently just doesn't have. And people in the comments promised to donate. Weeks later, they got that car, a white Toyota Land Cruiser. Nabokoza is improving tremendously. It is nothing short of a miracle. And no doubt due to Renee and Shanna's devoted, round-the-clock care. And a God who is more awesome than I can fathom. Nabokoza's recovery wouldn't last. Within a couple of days, her health took a turn for the worse. I do remember coming back, and she was lying in there hooked up to IVs that had been administered by Renee. She was very uncomfortable, and she was groaning, and there was just like a very foul smell coming from her and that room. I just remember just being in shock by all of it. She wasn't in a medical facility. She was just being treated from the center. She wasn't getting any better despite having, you know, a so-called treatment plan and, and food and water, and then just declined so rapidly. 
My friend, Nabakoza, went to be with Jesus. God decided that it was time for her to come home, to leave her earthly pain behind and come worship him for the rest of eternity. Now I have to say this is not the way I wanted things to happen. I had other plans. I had a different end to her story in mind. But this is God's perfect end to her story. And the story is not mine to write. Renee told a moving story. And as we'll see, she'd keep telling it. But here's the thing. From the beginning, Ashley doubted Renee's version of events. The blog of her running through these hospitals barefoot. I feel like that was maybe for exaggeration purposes. Ashley wasn't with Renee that night, but she did know about Ugandan hospitals. She had fostered dozens of kids and often had to navigate Uganda's complex healthcare system. So Ashley doubted that Renee and Nabokoza would be turned away like that again and again. The details just felt off to her. I don't know what kind of doctor would prescribe treatment for somebody that's sick, send them home, and say, you can just continue this treatment from home. You, who has no medical training. Like, that is shocking to me. I mean, it would be one thing if all she needed was a dose of antibiotics, but, like, when somebody is dying, starving to death, and rotting from a host of infections, you don't just give a list of instructions and say, take her on home. She can be managed from home. As Renee tells it, Nabokoza fought to live until the very end, until God decided it was her time to go. But Ashley says she was there when Nabokoza died, and she remembers a completely different version, where Nabokoza's death wasn't dignified, wasn't peaceful at all. At this point... She had been allowed to go outside, and she was sitting on the veranda, and I believe she had been eating lunch, and all of a sudden she took, like, a turn for the worst. She just, like, the eyes started rolling back in her head, gurgling, as if she was, like, gonna, you know, possibly faint, or honestly die. And Renee ran into the house. She had her own little pharmacy set up. And she grabbed a medication, came outside, and injected her with it. And then she died. Like, fell backwards and died. Ashley's description is so alarming. And almost violent. We were left wondering how much had Renee's faith blinded her? Did Renee cause the death of the woman she set out to save? It's not like she was, you know, held by Renee as she peacefully slipped away. It was like, oh my gosh, like something is happening with her. I'm going to run inside, come back out, jab her, and then boom, she's dead. Nabokoza's death spelled the end of Ashley and Renee's friendship. Nine years later, Ashley would write an affidavit against Renee, accusing her of illegally practicing medicine. And she would use Nabokoza as her primary example.
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Missionaries weren't just something I read about in history books. They were something I grew up hearing about for years. My family comes from a place called Tumuntumu, a two-hour drive from Nairobi. It's a beautiful town nestled in the rolling hills and highlands of central Kenya. I live in the U.S. now, but when I first heard about Renee, I was living in Kenya. I moved there back in 2018, mostly to be a freelance reporter. But I also wanted to travel the country with my cousins and spend time with my grandmother, or Shosho as we say in Kikuyu, our native language. I wanted to know her and record her history. My name is Wajuko Gakure. Shosho, unajua kizungu. Where are you going? Me? Haha. When I wasn't practicing my kikuyu, I was walking in the family farm, picking mangoes and avocados straight from the trees. Or playing fetch with the dogs and saying hi to my uncle's cows. Hey, little calf. But whenever I walked through it, I also felt like I could feel the weight of history on my shoulders. Britain has brought much good to Kenya. Her standards of living are growing still higher as more of her people learn the lessons that the white man has to teach. More than a hundred years ago, Tumutumu became one of the very first missionary outposts of the Church of Scotland. And across the ridge from our home, that's where the Catholic missionaries set up. Down the street were the Anglicans. Mr. Littleton learns of the Mau Mau's threats on the lives of Catholic missionaries. And in the Nyanza province, he talks with elders of the Kukuyu tribe, from which the Mau Mau drew hundreds of recruits, many of whom have now been arrested. You can see the presence of missionaries everywhere. They established one of the very first hospitals in the region, Tumutumu Hospital, and one of the best schools, Tumutumu Primary School, where my father went. The one thing my grandmother would talk about proudly was her lifelong membership in the church's women's guild. It was a point of pride for her. And in our town, it made her a respectable woman. What does she want us to remember, her family to remember then? Or to tell us about the women's guild? On the day I recorded her, she was wearing her favorite light blue bandana. It read PCEA, Presbyterian Church of East Africa. And if you ask some of the older Kenyans about missionaries, this is what they talk about, the good things. For her generation, the church represented a new Africa with a brand new set of opportunities. When my grandmother died last year, dozens of women from the guild came to the church. They wore the same blue bandana that my grandmother always wore. Together, they carried my grandmother's coffin out of the church, her bandana draped over it. To me, you can't talk about missionaries without talking about colonialism. The missionaries had come with promises to educate and convert Kenyans, 
but they were also complicit in the theft of their land and their resources. But whenever I asked her about the other side of that history, the dark side, how the British detained tens of thousands of Kikuyu, our tribe, and forcibly relocated people to barbed wire camps, burned down homes, set up curfews, all to keep them down. I always had the sense that my grandmother just didn't want to speak about those things. To her, the British had done terrible things, but the missionaries had done God's work. They brought hospitals to save children, schools to bring opportunities, and I get that. When I think about Rene Bach, the question isn't whether or not all missionaries are bad. But I do wonder, what would the Ugandan she encountered say? That's what has driven me throughout this entire podcast, actually hearing the Ugandan side of the story. Would they see her as my grandmother did, doing God's work by bringing hospitals and schools? Or would they see her as the harbinger of something darker, an enabler of something more dangerous? Something so terrible that no one could speak about it. Now, a lot of things Renee wrote in her blog are hard to believe. Did she really run barefoot through a hospital? Did a doctor actually tell her to manage a patient herself? But what grabs my attention the most is something that Renee implies again and again in her blogs. This idea that Ugandan families didn't care enough, and that was why their children were starving. As if love could heal any amount of poverty. After Nabokoza died, Renee wrote this. You should know that thousands of people are praying for you and your family. I know your mom is feeling so sad about the past 23 years. I told her you forgave her. One of the only things Renee and Ashley agree on is that Nabokoza was neglected, had been starved. In fact, in her affidavit, Renee says that one of Nabokoza's relatives told her they put her in a room to wait for her to die. Sweet Nabokoza lived a life full of incredible pain and suffering. She lived a life of neglect, a life of abuse. She was even denied the right to be loved by her own mother. Can you even begin to imagine what that would be like? I can't. After Renee posted Nabokoza's story, it spread like wildfire from one Christian blog to another— the parable of poor Nabokoza, who had never received love until the day she was rescued by these two young white women. Here's some of what they wrote. She was in her awful state only because no one had cared for her. No one had loved her. No one had even given her a second thought. That she survived as long as she did in the care of Auntie Renee is a miracle in itself. I've never held a starving person in my arms, her dry skin warm against mine, and prayed she lived. Renee has. It was just too easy, too convenient, to cast off Nabokoza's family as these silent villains in Renee's heroic story, a cheap plot device that was eerily familiar, like the casual mention of flies swarming around an African child's head. But what would Nabokoza's family say? We needed to hear in their words what happened. So Rajiv went to go find them. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I set out early one Sunday morning. I headed north from Jinja for about an hour, following the Nile downstream. 
along the same dirt roads that Renee would have taken when she found Nabokoza 10 years earlier. I'm on the back of a motorcycle with Samay, my translator and fixer. I'm holding the recorder in one hand and the seat with the other. So Mama Nabokoza is still here? No. She's gone already? It's nice judge. Okay. Samay was a former employee of serving his children, who'd been fired back in 2017 over a pay dispute. Now he's a witness in the case against Renee. So he's not exactly a neutral party. But he knew the local language and where Nabokoza's village was. And we had all his translations checked with a third party. In full disclosure, our team chose to pay Samay for this work. Anyway. We got to the village and asked around for Nabokoza's mother. So where are we now? Lydia. Okay. And pretty quickly, we found not her mother, but her sister, Lydia. She was outside of a small brick house, cooking over a fire. Her kids were nearby, sorting some nuts. Actually, does she know anything about Nabokoza? Lydia. Lydia's eyes got big as she told Samay a story. I recognize some words. Jinja, Masese, Mzungu. She's trying to tell us that um, herself as Lydia, she's the sister to the late Nabakoza. And when Nabakoza was sick, She's among the people who escorted Nabakoza to the clinic in Jinja, Masese, Sabab. In all of Renee's blog posts about Nabakoza, she told a story of neglect, a story about a woman cast aside by her own family. She never once mentioned that Nabakoza's sister was by her side for four whole days. Did she believe that these Mzungus were doctors? She said she didn't know whether they were doctors, but she felt like a goat being dragged along. I met Nabokoza's mom, Jane, a week later at her farm. She had a bundle of corn husks on her head and wore a tie-dye green dashiki and a long skirt. She set down the corn husks and brought a few logs for us to sit on in her front yard. I wanted to hear about how Nabokoza came to be the way she was. I brought along another interpreter, Sophie. Tell us from Nabokoza's birth. When was Nabokoza born and was she healthy as a child? And she was a healthy baby, no problems? Jane said that at age three, they noticed Nabokoza's hands were different sizes. One hand was big, another one was small. That's how it started. 
And she was speaking normally, like her brain developing like everybody else or how? She could not speak. I learned that Nabokoza used to walk, despite half her body being paralyzed. But she also regularly had seizures. Nevertheless, for 27 years, they got by. When Jane spent time with her husband, Nabokoza would stay with her grandmother. And they had always done their best to take care of her. The people, the Mzungus that found Nabokoza, they're saying that she was neglected, that she was not eating, that they were trying to starve her. She's saying, you know, it wasn't the case. We are lying. Jane denied neglect. She said Nabokoza had been closely cared for. An NGO in the area had even been giving her anti-seizure medication with a warning never to stop taking them. Or as Jane put it, it would hit Nabokoza so bad. But when Rene brought Nabokoza back to serving his children, that's exactly what they did. They were told to stop the medication that she was on, so they started giving her that food. Then I asked Jane the question that had been on my mind for months. It was the whole reason I'd come all this way to meet her in the first place. Um, how did Nabokoza pass away? After bathing her, she was trying to give some food. And then she saw the food was no longer going. Now carrying her to put her on the bed, she went like that. The way that Jane spoke, she made it clear that Nabokoza wasn't neglected. She was loved by her family. They were with her in her last days. That meant Renee had gotten the story wrong, or at the very least, made it her own. I thanked Jane and packed my things. But just as I was about to leave, she asked if I had a photo of Nabokoza. I pulled out my phone and sifted through Renee's blogs. Just one second. All right, here. Okay. Then I handed my phone to her. It was a photo of Nabokoza, lying in a bed, with fresh, clean clothes on. Her eyes are wide open, and she's looking right at the camera. Mm. Jane spent a few quiet moments with a smile on her face. Mm. And I realized that for Jane, it might have been ten years since she'd even seen a photograph of her own daughter. Before Nabokoza died, a story was already being written about her life. In Renee's blogs, it was a story of unimaginable neglect, of starvation, and ultimately, the origin story of Renee's own heroism. Nine years later, Ashley uses Nabokoza's story too, in her case against Renee. Only this story is one of victimization, of Nabokoza being injected, stabbed with a syringe by Renee, killed rather than saved. So why should we trust Ashley's version any more than Renee's? Of course, you might be thinking, well, what about the family? Who says they never abandoned Nabokoza, never neglected her, hadn't done their best, even with few resources. 
Is it possible they might not be telling the truth? Yes, of course, but that's not really the point. The point is that Renee and Ashley and other missionaries in this case are too often talking about what did or did not happen to Ugandans, but except for a few former employees, these Ugandan voices are largely absent. And keep in mind that most of the time, these missionaries don't even speak any of the local languages. Who gets to tell the story matters, and how they tell it matters too. For Renee, Nabokoza's death could have been an early warning that she was in over her head. But Renee saw it as something different, an opportunity, a rallying cry. Nabokoza's life was not in vain. God is still using her, even today. God has used her to put a beautiful face and name to the word starvation, to make the hunger crisis real for people all around the world. Nabokoza's life mattered. Thousands have fallen in love with this precious woman, have cried over her pain, and spent nights in prayer for her. There are thousands of Nabokozas all around the world. Now that you know about it, what are you going to do? Within two months of Nabokoza's death, Renee was back in the United States, holding fundraising events at local churches from Chattanooga, Tennessee, to Muskogee, Oklahoma. She would hold silent auctions and sell beads and other handmade goods from Uganda, and even stage mock feedings, where churchgoers would bring their own bowls and line up for rice and beans, just like the children in Uganda. And she would tell stories like Nabokoza's, show pictures of children she had supposedly saved. Jackie Kramlick is a nurse who volunteered at serving his children. She still remembers one of Renee's presentations. She told the story of Nabokosa. The whole story from beginning to end of like this girl and she was so sick and blah, 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 blah. And she was like sobbing and crying. The story was basically all about how this girl was so neglected and abused her whole life. She was neglected and neglected until, you know, Renee came in and saved her. And her fundraising took off on the back of that story. Nabokosa's story was no doubt a powerful one. Renee was a gifted storyteller doing something we do all the time as journalists, describe in vivid details the harsh environments in which people are living, describe their suffering in lyric phrasings, and end with a glimmer of hope, a call to action. Renee would continue to post countless stories and photos of sick children on her blog and on social media, all part of her campaign to end child malnutrition, in a few years, serving his children would go from a fledgling nonprofit to something bigger, an NGO with outsized ambitions, collecting more than $1.5 million in five years as the list of donors grew longer. But Nabokoza's name would just be the first in a different list, a long, somber one. Next time on The Missionary. We go looking for Renee Bach, and we find her sitting at home in Virginia, her life upside down, wondering why she's an outcast. I guess how you've been coping, yeah. Yeah, it's been challenging for sure. No one wants to be, be said to be, you know, murder. People have forgotten that I'm a human, like, and a person with emotions, and someone who has children that are going to grow up one day and Google their mom's name and say, wow, was my mom a serial killer? Did she start a genocide? Because that's what people said about her.
The Missionary is produced in association with iHeartMedia. It's written and reported by Rajiv Gola, Halima Gikandi, and Malcolm Burnley. It's produced by Michelle Lands and Ryan Murdoch. Mark Lotto is our story editor. Our executive producer is Mangesh Hathikudar. Our fact checker is Austin Thompson. Mixing by Josh Rogerson. And voice acting by Taylor Kaufman. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.